Welcome to the Queer Arabs podcast. This is Alia. And Ellie. And we are the Queer Arabs. I'm Saudi American and a lesbian. And I'm bi, trans, Lebanese, and we are talking across state lines again. Yes, I'm in D.C., Ellie is in Houston, and Ellie has a big event coming up, which we're about to talk to, but um, yeah. So what a time to be alive, right? Wow. Oh my god. Wow, like, I'm such a like D.C. Pro- oh, go ahead. I was about to say, we got like protests like fucking everywhere, Chile, Lebanon. Yeah. Like, Brazil, America, of course, no one covers the American protests, obviously. If a million people rally in Houston or LA, it'll get like maybe half an hour on the local news tops. Yeah, plus the whole Republicans storming the uh, impeachment proceedings. Yeah, that was uh, that was totally not obstruction, but not at all, not at all an obstruction. (laughs) When the whole issue is about an obstruction, but. but, you know, there's way better informed people and more depressing podcasts to listen to than that. So we're going to do like a happy thing now. Yeah. So as some of you know, I am trans and I am what? one of those people who wants surgery. How are you feeling? Oh, equal parts, nervous, excited, happy, a little weird and more weird. I mean, it's super cool. It's something I always wanted, but I'm also like, shit, you know, achieving life goals. And, oh, my God, have I forgotten anything? And, oh, my God, did I do enough of the right things? And, oh, my God, dealing with insurance, having to basically pay all up front instead of, like, having to pay basically 17 grand up front on top of waiting for insurance to pay me back on top of, like, separate costs for the hospital and anesthesiologist, which could total about 27, 28 grand, assuming the insurance decides to screw with me. But hey, you know, American insurance woes are nothing new for our listeners. No. Um, the grand irony is people are shockingly surprised, like shockingly surprised how cheap the surgery is compared to like anything else. And I mm-hmm. think the reason it's actually cheaper than a lot of like surgeries that are more common, like, you know, or procedures like, you know, delivery of pregnancies, appendix, appendix removals and whatnot is for the longest time, gender confirmation surgery slash gender reassignment surgery, slash sex reassignment surgery, the terms changed over the years, was basically excluded and carved out in almost every insurance scheme in America, plus on the Americans with Disabilities Act, plus for military insurance coverage, plus all these carve outs. So because it was never covered, like insurance never paid therefore the insurance never negotiated and therefore the only support it were the people who could pay outright and since the insurance didn't make it easy to cover it kind of kept the prices low so people could actually get the surgery yeah grand irony screwed up results from american healthcare. who would have thought of course any other steps that i know you, you had like additional appointments that you weren't expecting and stuff i don't know if you want to talk about that oh um well let's see uh let's just go through all of them since not everyone's totally down with this stuff because they are basically doing surgery on my crotch they're going to basically be reusing a lot of material there we had to have a lot of hair removed down there so and hair removal for those of you doing trolysis which includes taking a needle um with a probe in it stick it into every single hair follicle apply electrical current and repeat several months and it is exactly as painful as it sounds. Mm-hmm. And that's why I went to a place that did local anesthetic, which was oh so good. I could actually take a nap during it. That was how good it was. I had to lose a lot of weight because there's a BMI requirement for those who don't know, it's body mass index, which is basically height and weight. And you have to have for what my particular surgeon, a BMI below twenty eight. Okay. So gotcha. And what else is there? 
lots of blood tests, uh, taking lots of specific vitamins before the surgery, just make sure you heal properly. And a huge laundry list of stuff I can't have before surgery, like garlic. So no oh. good hummus or salads for me before surgery. You love garlic. That sucks. Garlic is life. Give me that tomb. Never mind the hair removal, all of that. It's the tomb. That's the testing, the invasive the worst questions. Part. That is the worst part. One of the other things that sort of came up that was funny to me was uh, one of the things they have to do before they talk to you is get a complete surgical history. And then everyone sort of double checks it. So I go to the doctor, the surgeon's office, the nurse practitioner asked me about my medical history. And I was like, have you had any new surgery? And I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, but who did your tits? And I'm like, no one. So I was like, okay, she's just checking. Doctor, same question. I'm like, okay. Then like billing assistant is like, oh, who did your tits? I'm, I'm like, sure they phrase it exactly like that. Who did your tits? Who did your boobs? Who did your tits? That was the most common phrasing. Uh, then I came back to Houston to... Um, see my doctor again to get all the other stuff in. Uh, nurse practitioners, like, so confirming your medical history, blah, 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 blah. It's like, have you ever had surgery? No. Who did your tits? Wait, do they actually so say, how did they actually word it? So where did you get your breasts done? Where did you get your boobs done? Who did your tits? There was a nurse doctor, nurse practitioner at the surgeon's office, doctor, nurse practitioner, x-ray person that had to get a chest x-ray and CT and full physical. So that involves three more doctors. So one, two, three, four, five, six people asked me who did my tits, including people who are nowhere near my tits. Okay. Because breast augmentation is very common for trans people. Mm -hmm. You, so you're going to Pennsylvania for the surgery. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about like what that's going to entail, the recovery, all that stuff? So basically I'm going to fly in on a, fly in on Monday, get settled Tuesday, do the last pre-check before surgery Wednesday, get wheeled in the hospital, get gassed for three hours, and they do the old slice and dice and rearrange mm -hmm. and stitch me back together. That takes about three hours. And then I spend the next two to three, two to five days in the hospital, depending on how I recover. And then I go chill at my hotel room for a week. During this time, I'm going to have to do something called dilation, which is basically you get essentially a medical dildo and you basically use it on yourself 20 to 30 minutes five times a day. Okay. Not like vigorously, more like just to like make sure the skin stays in the right place, right shape, right depth. So the surgery itself is only three hours. That's actually less than what I expected. I don't know why. Well, yeah. they're not having to rebuild anything. They're just more like rearranging. And this is a doctor who basically does it twice a week. So. Wow. So she's gotten yeah. really good. So the whole dilation thing is super mm -hmm. important because that helps like normalize the sensation of the skin, promotes healing, and basically helps you get sexual down there again. It turns into literally use it or lose it. So. And are there any other like requirements that you are willing to share with listeners? Uh, well, uh, one thing all most trans people do is they go on hormones. And before surgery, I have to basically go off hormones entirely. And for those of you who don't know, that means I, my body produces on its own because I've been on estrogen for so long. I don't produce very much testosterone on my own. So I will basically be menopausal for four weeks while I'm four weeks before two weeks and after because their primary concern it yeah and their main concern is blood clots because estrogen can promote blood clots. They're like no blood clots, nothing that can change Nothing that's could cause like blood thinning like adrenaline. Okay. Wait, um, so we're like four weeks out 
now-ish. So, Are you off just, of them? No, um, two weeks before and two oh, weeks okay. after. So yeah, that's it's a lot. And so I'm having, so I'm sort of like having like little moments where I'm like, wow, less than a month with a penis left. It's like, can I just wake up in a month and be done with it? I'm so done with this thing. On the other hand, I can, like I just tweeted, um, you know, last chance for all the haters to suck my oh dick. Oh my God. Yeah, it's like, it's like from here on out, I'll have to be like, eat my ass or, you know, suck my strap on. What do you recommend? Uh, uh, what else? Okay, actually, since we're on it, what other jokes have you come up with? You've come up with some good ones. Uh, yeah. So I announced it to my friends with, you know, you know, on November 20th, it's time to yeet my meat. <laughs> yeah. For those who are not up with the parlance of the teenagers and the kids these days, yeet is basically to launch with great force. I kind of want to throw a hot dog out the window just for okay, like, the picture of it. Okay, you must do that. Um, I agree. What are some other um, jokes? I feel like you had others. Uh, there was, of course, you know, let's have a going away party. We'll do it with banana splits or maybe a weenie yeah. roast or... And like a welcome party you know, with like tacos Welcome vagina with tacos or clams or... Clams in tacos. It's a thing. Let's see. What are the what other jokes have I been cracking about this one? Um... I've been half jokingly suggesting that I get a clone of Willy, which is a mold kit for a penis where you can basically make a dildo of someone's penis. And yeah, use your imagination on this one. But apparently some porn star, some um, some cam girl or porn star apparently beat me to it. So I feel less than original. Okay. Yeah, because you've said you've said so it's basically jokes like if you if someone's like, go fuck yourself, you can be like, I am. Yep. I've also gone with, you know. So, hey, I'm going to take one step to dis disassembling the patriarchy. <laughs> nice. Literally. What have you learned along the way? Um, get your electrolysis done early. Seriously. Bend in the ass. You're going to have to do it. And pick a surgeon early. Pick electrolysis chart, as it were, and get all that shit cleared off. It sucks. My other advice is have more insurance because, you know, that's kind of the way it is out here. For those of you who are unsure, it's up to you, really. Like, you don't have to have surgery in my in you are equally valid as a trans person whether you want or have surgery or not you know you only have to go as far as you're ha happy i'm a little old school on this one so and i've always kind of my penis so i'm just happy to be rid of it i actually i was actually talking with, with a friend about this and i asked her so what did you like most about getting this done and she was like i could forget i was trans some days because i didn't have like a visible reminder mm -hmm. on me every morning so I kind of look forward to that the most, just forgetting for a while. And, you know, that and hitting the beach in a bikini without having to worry about tucking or whatnot. Wearing yoga yoga pants. You will love yoga pants. That one. I will love, I'm already like, kind of like yoga pants. Have you looked at any? Have you shopped for any? Yeah, I've also been looking at like leggings and stockings. Leggings and, are fun. Uh, yeah, I think I was looking at, there's a web, the website called Black Milk Clothing, which has a lot of really cool like nerd print leggings. Perfect so for you. That's kind of a, that's yeah. That's fun. It's cool that I'm able to get it done. It's cool that I have the money and the privilege to do it. It's that I'm also like, sometimes I do feel a little guilty about it. It's like, yeah, I'm kind of very dysphoric about it, but I'm not like actively upset about it anymore. So am I just not, am I like wasting somebody's slot in life by not getting, by getting this when they can't? But I guess it's like capitalism guilt, you know? Obviously, I can't relate. I haven't gone through it, but it's not surprising you're having mixed feelings for something this major. I mean, I am. I've got all the standard worries. I'm worried if I get an infection. I'm worried if I. I also kind of want to give you a huge hug. 
and let you know, hey, it's going to be awesome. I'm just, I'm really happy for you. I just, you know, I support you. And I appreciate that. I guess it's just, I've wanted this for so long and it's been so my line so long. It's like, now that it's here, it's like, well, now I've got all this mental space freed up. What do I do <laughs> with it? Pursue career Whoa. more vigorously, become super interested in travel. Yeah. You know, maybe work on that cosplay I've always wanted What's to do. What's the cosplay that you want to do specifically? Like all of them. Um... Maybe you do like, I know this wasn't specifically enabled by surgery, but maybe like doing like a Princess Peach one or, or Daisy. What would you, what events would you go to with right. it? PAX? Uh, fuck, what wouldn't I, definitely PAX. It's more like, fuck, what, what wouldn't, wouldn't I go, go to? to like nerd events dressed mm-hmm. as Daisy? It's like show up, show up at like some random comic book store as Daisy and be like, hi, yeah. I'm Daisy. And then just shop like a regular <laughs> That would be a cute way for you to meet people too. Sadly, I'm still going to be this massively shy introvert in real life. I don't know. But the cosplay so. is a good conversation starter. Um, I am super happy for you. And thank you. I'm super happy. I, I, and I'm glad that your family, I mean, your mom is being supportive. Like, that's a huge thing. Yeah, I couldn't have done this without my mom. She's just super supportive. And I also appreciate you being super supportive and being there. I. I'm very happy. I'm very honored to be able to help in the ways that I can help. I'm glad that I live within driving distance from where it's happening. That really worked out. Mm-hmm. I think you will become intimately familiar with Netflix, and that'll be fun. More so More than so I already than am. You are. There is one thing I need to break the news about. I do not have Hulu anymore, and I do not have mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. Because I'm trying to save money. I will give you my login. <laughs> okay. Thank you. No, I no. It's just I'm trying to save money, and I don't use either enough to justify. Anyway, so Netflix will be the star of the show, the star of the apartment. That and Tally, the cat. And at what point in the recovery are they saying that you can like go out, walk around, do stuff? Uh, actually. It's- two weeks out meaning soon as we start hanging out great i mean i'm gonna have to take yeah. it easy obviously that's great and we can go out and have fun but you know progressively longer walks and outings are the thing it, full disclosure like full recovery like where you're not sore or you're not like still shedding skin or scabbing is like six months out but more realistically it's like six after six weeks you're pretty much set but there's always like the extended healing process plus dealing with all the dead skin that's going to flop right off over the next six months, plus getting used to the whole thing, plus yeah, it's going to be an adventure. And But anyway, um, if anyone actually has any questions about this process or getting insurance to do stuff or whatever, you guys can always reach out to me on my Twitter, Ellie Queer Arabs, at Twitter or on Instagram, Ellie Wants to Shit Post, and just DM me and ask me about it and... If you are looking for insurance, I can like point you in the direction of a few um, large corporations that are hiring that do cover it. Just saying. Awesome. Because some corporations do cover it. And it's kind of, and a lot of them either are nationwide, like say Starbucks or mm-hmm. do remote work. So it's not like super out of reach for everyone anymore. It's just, there was a recent um, appeals court ruling against ACA, American the American Care Act that uh, was trying to remove protections for transgender people basically from Obamacare. is mm. one judge who did it, and but it's just like, it's sort of like just hanging over me. It's like just one more disaster of the Trump era where I could lose that, the coverage that I 
once had not like like if i wait on this so it's like kind of sort of like giving me a lot of perspective on like hurrying right. the fuck up you know it's rough thank you for being willing to talk about this in like public forum so thank you all so much for listening you can reach us at the queer arabs on twitter facebook and instagram and our email is thequeerarabs at gmail.com if you want to reach out to ahmed for the arabic side of the podcast it's thequeerarabs in arabic at gmail.com please rate and review us on itunes mm-hmm.